Okay, we got 10 minutes till the bell. Equities are on a roll. Jason Brown is back with us, joining President at Alexis Investment Partners. Jason, good to see you. I like the vibes back there, getting ready for the post-Halloween season. Right now, October went smooth for markets. November, pretty smooth too. What about next month? Are we gearing up for another big push here into the end of the year? So you know, it looks to me like the setup's decent. I mean, obviously, you know, maybe a part of this is, is showing that uh, the Christmas is coming a little early so far. So you know, it could be interesting to see what happens as we get through November into December. Uh, but if nothing else, it definitely seems like after a couple months of consolidation, that that stocks are are really gearing off of very strong earnings, uh, and and essentially we've started the uh, the kind of seasonal tailwind that is the uh, the year-end rally. Pretty and, big uh, Russell breakout. Oh, Russell's been solid. I think breath has been improving uh, in general. Uh, again, I, I look at last month though. You know, tech actually was was kind of the, the top area, and, and so forth. So, uh, you know, I, I still think that uh, there's a lot of cross currents in the market that keep sort of feeding back and forth between everybody's favorite areas and, and, and maybe some of the less out less in favor. Uh, I, I think kind of the key themes are, uh, you know, that, that we are reopening, that earnings are very strong, that more and more areas are participating. Absolutely, you know, there's there's going to be some some issues that are going to pop up. Uh, supplies are constrained, things of that nature. Uh, but overall, you don't want to be betting against this market. Jason, uh, what parts of the market at this juncture look like the most appealing? Is it the breakout in small caps? Uh, where do those fit in with the broader investing portfolio where many have been very tied to big mega caps? But I would argue the small cap chart is more impressive right now, given how long it took for this to happen. So small caps do look good, and, and they've started to break out a little bit here. We've chosen to play it through mid caps. And if you look at a comparison between, let's say, an IJH or an IJJ, so mid caps in general versus, let's say, an IWM, I think what you're going to see is that the overall patterns tend to be quite similar to one another, but the mid caps are more consistent. Why I have tended to prefer the mid caps also is, as you alluded to previously in your introduction, I'm underweight bonds right now. I'm underweight some of the kind of diversifiers that we like to use to help offset risk. So one of the ways that I can offset that extra risk I'm taking within my portfolio is just being invested in things that are a little higher quality. You know, one of the concerns that I think maybe out there, not necessarily for right now. I mean, seasonal tailwinds are definitely there for the small caps and for speculative names. But when you think about a little less accommodation in the system, a little higher interest rates, and maybe some of the uh, rules that have kept people from defaulting uh, changing a little bit, um, I do think that there's more names probably within the small cap space that that maybe aren't quite as strong financially uh, as what you see among mid caps mm. and large caps. So ways I like to play the broadening out are go equal weight S&P instead of cap weighted S&P. Uh, you know, add some sectors maybe that you didn't have exposure to or were underexposed to. Mm. For me, over the last few months, that was transports, that was financials uh, and, and so forth. And, and then uh, again, mid caps, I think, are a great way to play it. Transport's getting a pretty exorbitant lift from some of the auto uh, story lately with uh, the Avis move just rocketing. How does that type of extreme single stock event 
affect a portfolio when you're thinking about it as like a sector or thematic exposure, right? I mean, the industrial group, the just massive move in the Dow Jones transports yesterday because of this uh, issue with uh, Avis, not an issue, but uh, a bullish earnings that sent the stock skyward. But I would recall, say, the XRT retail ETF when that had GameStop in it, where you could have played all these other retailers, but you ended up just kind of getting stuck with the GameStop move, and it took a while to shake that out. Do you think getting exposure to something like a Dow Jones Transports makes sense after the big Avis move, or do you just want to be in that mix? Yes, it's really frustrating from my perspective when uh, a name like Avis becomes a meme stock uh, and, and affects these allocations. So I added a transports during some of the volatility that we had, you know, let's say two months ago, I bought both IYT, I bought some FedEx when it got, got beaten down and so forth. Uh, and again, it's just because I do believe in the reopening and, and sort of the broader theme. I am actually, because of this last little move, slightly paring back the exposure just to maintain my overall portfolio volatility. I, I would add to that, though, that you know when I look at, at some of these more thematic plays, whether it's an individual stock within my portfolio or a sector that I might add in, like financials or home builders or transports, uh, transports are, for me are three to four percent of the portfolio. So it's really just an, a nudging, an overweighting, an acknowledgement that this is an area that's likely to do well if the economy is doing well. This extra catapult, if you will, from <laughs> uh, you know getting exposure that, that's probably a little overdone, uh, just just based on that short squeeze, if you will. Um, Again, I find it frustrating because it makes these themes harder to play. It just sort of accelerates them, and so I have to kind of manage my portfolio volatility. My best way of doing that is to trim that back, maybe even getting out of there and just buying specific names that maybe didn't benefit as much. It's just a little bit more frustrating when it's a smaller percentage of the portfolio like that. Okay, uh, Jason, well said, and uh, like the uh, response here for some of the short-term action, and uh, nice update on your long-term views. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you, Oliver, and uh, happy holidays. Absolutely, absolutely. Jason Brown, president at Alexis Investment Partners.